Welcome to Faithful Doubt. My name is Jordan. Uh, we're wrapping up our current series today, the, the five W's, the questions that I've received most in my life. Uh, and today is kind of the least common question I've, I've received in my own life. And that is where it was the Garden of Eden, where we're Adam and Eve uh, when God placed them on earth. Uh, so this question, while it's the least common uh, in my own experience, it has led to some very, very good uh, discussion uh, and, and to deeper questions. And I, as Christians, we can't, I don't think we can just ignore this question just because it's, it's not super um, important. And the reason I say it's not super important is because, uh, you know, the physical location of the Garden of Eden and where Adam and Eve may have lived does not prove or disprove the existence of God. It certainly does not uh, contradict Christianity in any way or, uh, you know, what Jesus did for us on the cross. But that does not mean this is not a worthy discussion to have with those around you. Uh, and if you're going to have the discussion, I think the real underlying question here uh, that most people have is, do you believe that Genesis is a uh, sim symbolic account or do you believe it's a literal account? And many Christians, it's not just non-Christians, many Christians believe uh, that it's, it's symbolic. Uh, many Christians believe it's literal. And one thing I learned in Bible college from uh, a very wise and respected professor that I had, I'll never forget, someone asked him that question, do you believe Genesis is, is literal or symbolic? And his answer was, I believe where it's meant to be symbolic, it's symbolic, and where it's meant to be literal, it's literal. And so um, when we're looking at Genesis 2 and the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, um, I find it hard to to read a whole bunch of symbolism and and that account. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just that's that's my own opinion of the accounts of Genesis, um, and I don't think I have a great deal of authority uh, to speak on 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 the literal or sim symbolism of Genesis necessarily. I'm not uh, an expert necessarily in that area. I did go to Bible college. I, you know, I do know how to exegetically study. Uh, scripture. But uh, this conversation, I, I think that's the underlying question. And when we read, if you've ever read Genesis 2, uh, there again, the theme throughout these five episodes has been, there's going to be things we will never understand. Um, because we, we, we come at Genesis from a modern day scientific point of view, and we try to reconcile ancient text ancient authors who did not have access to our scientific knowledge, to our, even our historical and geographical knowledge. And we're trying to reconcile the two, and it's just, it's not always possible. And that wasn't the point of Genesis. The point of Genesis, as I've stated throughout every episode, was to reveal who created everything and why he created everything. Uh, but specifically reading Genesis 2, if, if you've read it, it starts out, by saying uh, that there was a that God placed a garden and in, in a land to the east, which is Eden, and uh, whoever the author is takes great care and goes into great detail to describe the geographical details of what would have been the Garden of Eden. And you know, there's a large river that flows through it that splits off into four rivers. The four rivers are the Tigris, Euphrates the Gihon and the Pishon rivers. And you're probably sitting there going, I recognize two of those names. 
Uh, and that's because two of those rivers do exist today. The Tigris and Euphrates uh, both flow through modern day Iraq, some of Syria and some of Turkey. And so many historians believe uh, that the garden, that the land of Eden, that the creation account of Adam and Eve took place in what we would call ancient Mesopotamia or modern day Iraq. Uh, now the two rivers you don't recognize is because they don't exist today. And so in ancient Hebrew uh, and, and uh, when you're interpreting Hebrew and the text, other texts refer to uh, the land of Cush, which is, which is where the um, river Gihon flows. And uh, we know Cush was either Ethiopia or Egypt. Um, so a lot of historians believe the river Gihon could be the Nile. Um, but that doesn't really line up uh, with the other two rivers that we know of. Uh, that would be a massive, massive area. Uh, and then the, land, the river uh, Pishon, uh, as the author describes, flows around the land Havilah, which uh, from other texts is considered modern day Arabia. And um, it says that it flows east of Asser or Assyria. So those two rivers, uh, we don't really know what they were, where they were. Um, but this is why part of part of uh, historians and theologians believe uh, that the book of Genesis, or at least this part of Genesis, might have been written pre-flood, pre-Noah. Um, because whoever the author is, they're describing a physical location with geographical details that are totally unnecessary if this is a symbolic account. Uh, if this is totally symbolism, then why the, why in the world add in these four rivers and the land that they surround and how the land was flowing with gold or onyx or uh, any other kind of resource? It just, there are details that are unnecessary for a symbol, symbolic account of creation. And going back to, to the Garden of Eden, uh, you look at the term Eden um, and in the Hebrew, that translates into luxury or delight, and that lines up with, with God's creation of, of everything. He takes delight at the end of every day of creation. He takes pleasure and says it's very good. And, he, and what this story, what Genesis 2 really tells us is God cares so much about his creation and loves us so much that he wants us to share in that same delight and same pleasure that he has uh, in creation. And so he gives us a land, a garden, where we are never going to want for food or shelter or, or water. Uh, it's flowing with rivers and um, we have responsibilities and duties. Before the fall, there is work. So God did not create us to just lounge around and, and do whatever we want. We actually have responsibilities, but we you know, there, there is no danger of dying. There is no sorrow. There is nothing. So it's just pure delight, pure uh, pleasure. And so that just tells us that God really does love us and he wants us to share in his creation. And then, uh, you know, as, as you read on, you find out that Adam and Eve, they disobey and rebel against God. They, they, they break the one negative command that God had, which is don't eat of the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Eve takes the fruit, um, and then Adam takes the fruit from Eve. And what does God do next? Uh, he, he casts them out of the garden and places a cherubim with a flaming sword guarding the way back to the, the tree of eternal life. 
And uh, so what happened to the garden after that? You know, uh, if the Garden of Eden is, is, is what heaven will be like, and we know from the book of Revelation uh, that the new, the new heaven and the new earth are described as heaven coming down to earth. It's, you know, a lot of modern day religions and a lot of people have misconceptions about heaven. We, we believe that it's, it's us going somewhere else, us being transported somewhere else. In Christianity, the idea of heaven is actually heaven coming to us, God coming to us, not us going to God. And this is the theme throughout Christianity um, I, you know, I, I had a youth group lesson the other night and we were talking about Jesus and his love for us and the difference between, uh, Jesus and, and other great teachers of great religions like Islam or Buddha, you know, those might be great teachers. Jesus was more than a teacher. He didn't come to just, uh, reveal God to us. He actually is God coming after us to find us. And Jesus says, you will never find, you will never find the Father. You will never find God if I don't come after you, if I don't find you first. And so Jesus has, has found us. God wants to find us. And so heaven will come down to earth and uh, creation will be restored and we will have a new garden of Eden. And so I would just encourage while there is great discussion to have about the physical location of the Garden of Eden and, and what happened uh, to the rivers, uh, you know, that let's not get stuck in that conversation and, and the details of that conversation. Uh, and, and just to kind of go back to what I said earlier about this being written pre-flood, the reason I said that, those two rivers that don't exist, a lot of, a lot of people believe is due to the Great Flood. Um, for about six months, whole earth is flooded. We know from horrible natural disasters that, that rivers can change courses um, from earthquakes and that water is very powerful. So it's, it's not hard to believe that those two rivers might have just been washed away by the flood. And so that leads us to believe that maybe uh, Noah or perhaps even Adam recorded this history uh, of the Garden of Eden before the flood. But the, the point of this story, the point of this question is that God did create everything for a reason. And there was union between us. And there was this eternal uh, relationship of love and, and community that did exist. And when we rebelled, we're cast out and we can no longer have access to the tree of life. And there's a flaming sword guarding the way back. And so someone has to go under that sword. Someone has to restore the circle of 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 love and, and community of eternal life. Um, because, you know, God, he, he is so good and so righteous and so pure. He can't just allow sin to exist or just go, you know what? I don't care about it. I'm going to forgive it. Um, but he's so loving and so merciful and, and so full of grace that he he can't bear to watch us not be in union and eternal life with him. So, there is a cost to restoring this union. And what, what does he do? He comes down in the form of Jesus and he comes to find us. And he sacrifices himself for us to restore that union and that, that relationship. And he goes under the sword and he actually hangs on a tree of death so that we can have a way back to the tree 
of life. And he, Jesus is the second and perfect Adam. And he re-enters into the garden and begins the restoration of all creation so that we can one day have eternal life with God. And that, that is the point of Genesis 2, of all of Genesis, is the setting out by God of the plan, of his plan for redemption for all of us. So whenever we have these conversations, they may be worthy to have, uh, you know, uh, over the, the, the original question. But I think all five questions eventually lead to that story of Jesus dying on the cross so that we can have a way back to the tree of life. That is the gospel. That is what Jesus did for us. Christianity is not about what I do. It is what about has been done for me. It is not about us. It is about God uh, wanting to find us. It is not about achieving some enlightenment or uh, superior knowledge that no one else has or no one else can have. It is about have. It is about seeing. Uh, excuse me. It is about receiving the knowledge and the good news that Jesus died for us and resurrected from the dead, so that we can be back in that perfect union and relationship with God. And so I I hope this series has um, produced wonderful discussion uh, with you amongst your friends or family. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the videos. Uh, I know I have, and I'm learning a lot myself. Uh, I look forward to future series. And I really hope, my hope for this series was not only to begin the, the discussion of these questions, but I hope through these five videos, some of your doubts have been addressed they've been removed and you've actually been moved closer to faith through these videos uh i'm going to uh th that wraps up our current series the five w's i'm going to release a uh, video here shortly this week hopefully kind of going through what the next series is going to be about uh if you have any suggestions for future series or future videos or if there's something in these five episodes you felt needed to be discussed a little bit more in depth please uh post that publicly on the group page or privately message me. I look forward to next time and can't wait to do another video for you guys. I'll see you later.